0: Thank you for joining us for this episode today. We're joined by Philip Chang, and we're going to be speaking about getting to a thousand OrthoK patients and customizing your OrthoK fits on the Myopia Podcast.
1: Optometric Insights Media proudly presents the Myopia Podcast, where we give you the latest myopia research, clinical topics, and industry insights. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of our awesome myopia content now to our host a massive myopia manager himself dr david Kading.
0: well thanks again for joining us for the myopia podcast today we're uh we're here again with uh philip cheng out of australia how are you my man happy tuesday for you monday for me
1: that's right yeah another early start but yeah it's great having a chat with you that was such a good talk that we had last time had um you know, have more, more things to say. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. We scheduled right away because we were enjoying the conversation so much. And uh why don't, uh, for those people who haven't heard the last, uh, the last podcast, just give us a little quick bio of who you are, where you practice, what you do.
1: Yep. So yeah, my name is Philip Cheng. So I practice an in independent optometrist in Melbourne, Australia. So I run the Myopia Clinic here, which uh, specializes in Myopia management, ortho keratology, special mm-hmm. contact lenses, and dry eye management. So we've seen pre- um, predominantly children here, probably about eighty percent kids, and there's a, it's a growing area of practice. Of, as you everyone knows, about myopia is a global epidemic, and also dry eye as well is a growing problem around the world.
0: You know, the the good thing about having a pediatric practice versus a geriatric practice is you continue to add new patients. They don't die off as quickly, right? So many of our colleagues who are... Exactly. It's, it's a big journey for them. Yeah. It is. It's tough, yeah, but... right? These kids get to spend a, a lot of time and then, heck, if they uh, become adults, you probably would see them there exactly. too. And then but...
1: the parents, their parents have their own issues as well with their eyes yeah. and, uh, yeah, you end up seeing the yeah. whole family. Yeah.
0: But when you market to kids, you tend to get the whole family. When you market that's to right. adults, you may not get everyone. So that's mm. a, that's a great marketing strategy. Well, hey, we were going to talk about lenses a little bit more. You know, when it comes to myopia management, we did the numbers. And uh, about 80% of the patients that are treated in my practice do orthokeratology, um, we don't have spectacles, so that percentage doesn't come into it yet. Mm-hmm. We we hopefully will in twenty twenty two or twenty three. Okay. Um, and uh, intermixed in that eighty percent is combination treatments with atropine, and mm-hmm. then you know we do soft lenses or atropine alone for the remainder of the twenty percent. Do you have any idea, or would you guess what the breakdown is for? ortho-K, spectacles, soft oh, lenses in your yeah. practice, even just yep, a sure. guess?
1: Look, I would say, very close, I would say, I would say um, you know, across the whole um, spectrum of, of patients that we see here, probably about 75% will be ortho-K in terms of their mm-hmm. myopia management strategy. And of those 75%, then we're looking at maybe about 40% who are in combination treatments, so with atropin. So those would generally be the, the higher risk kids, the, the younger kids um, or the ones who are already coming in with high myopia, long axial length, those kind of high risk factors that we treat them aggressively. And in, mm-hmm. um, I guess spectacle, no, in Australia we have you know, a, a spectacle lens options that like the myo MyOSmart, which I guess has changed the game a little bit as well, because previously we didn't really have many good spectacle lens options. And most kids would be either be on contact lens or a trip in. But now with the spectacle lens option, that probably is about maybe 15, 20%. So it's, it's a good option to have for the kids who are not quite ready for contact lenses or the parents are a little bit um, bit worried about lenses for them. So it's a sort of like an entry-level step towards myopia management. And then I guess the rest of them would be would be soft lenses. Yeah. And then atropine is a monotherapy I don't tend to use a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if you have a good optical intervention that also corrects the vision and slows progression, why don't we use that first? makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah it does make sense. When when you kind of break down here the the uh, the soft lenses, we were talking offline here that most of those are NatriView or or my Do you mm-hmm. think in the last couple of years that number has been increasing or steady?
1: It's been increasing, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Now, one big thing that happened was in the US of the FDA approval of the my site lenses. Um, so that's actually even here parents hear about FDA approval you know it's like a seal of, of, of proof of this product that's got a good research basis and um you know obviously they hear from their social media channels their friends and there's a growing awareness that soft lens is also a good option whereas yeah. ortho-k has been around for a long time and you know parents from China they, they tend to know about ortho-k but not necessarily the soft lens options so when yeah. a child comes in they say minus 0.75 minus one sometimes they're not actually the best candidate for ortho-k because the, the myopia is actually very low as you know, the, the amount of peripheral defocus that you generate with ortho case dependent on the amount of central correction. So, if you have a low myopia case, author case might not be always to be the most effective option. And
0: mm-hmm. I generally
1: for, recommend a soft lens option for so those very low myopia cases.
0: Okay, so that's kind of how you make that that split as to what which direction you're going to go. If yes, well, I mono, guess in terms of.
1: Yeah, in terms of prescription suitability, I would say lower prescription, I would tend to use my site more, whereas the sort of moderate high high I might use Ortho K, um, and also of course the stigmatism Ortho K corrects very well. Um, yeah, so also I guess with, with with kids as well, younger kids parents are more likely to be interested in Ortho K because they're wearing the lens at night in their home, so they they can look after the child more, whereas they. They can get a little bit more concerned about the kids wearing the, their soft contact lenses in in school during the daytime. All the activities they get up to, swimming, and all those kinds of things. So I guess the kids who wear soft lenses need to be a little bit more responsible.
0: Yeah, um, you know that's the that's the tricky part. Is as myopia advances, kids get older too, right? And so mm. as they get older, they may become more mature. But it's kind of that, you know, if you had a six-year-old that you were going to be correcting, ortho K has some advantages because Mm. they're dealt with at home, right? That's right. Usually that's when they're in the low myope stage. And that's where (laughs) maybe the soft lens would, presumably, I don't know if we necessarily know exactly that to be the Mm. case, but presumably from a refractive component be Mm. maybe a, a nicer option. Mm. So that's kind of been the, the the tricky part for me is I want those little kids to deal with yeah. ortho okay so they don't have to mm. deal with lenses at school.
1: Yeah, look, sometimes I know there's the kind of situations like minus one, first time my age seven, you know, and, and and sometimes the parents don't want the child to wear glasses. Of course, we don't want to undercorrect them or n- not correct them, mm-hmm. so we have to give them an optical option. And you know, it sometimes it, it, they're so they're really really keen on ortho okay. So what we generally do is be to start with the ortho K. Of course. Then, if the child progresses more than we like, of course, we add atropine um, quite soon after. So they've mm-hmm. got uh, a dual combination, a, a cocktail treatment happening, which I think yeah. is quite effective. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, you also have your uh, have your fellow in the International Academy of Orthokeratology and Myopia Control, or mm-hmm. FIO uh f-i-a-o-m-c right yeah <laughs> uh fairly fairly along why did you decide to go in in become more of a specialist in orthokeratology? like what was the stimulus of hey i'm mm. going to go for that
1: fellowship mm. look I, I think it's I, I like to challenge myself so you know I, I like to do the best that i can for every one of my patients and that comes with um you know increasing my skill levels so even from the first time I did ortho, okay, I've, I've always custom designed my lenses. So yeah, really? Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, so I use a system called iSpace, which is um, you know, developed in Australia. I'm you know, pretty sure you guys use it in, in America as well. Um, so customized software um, designed lenses. So I've got com- complete control over all the lens parameters, which I really yeah. enjoy because you now the, the treatment zone and uh, all those things will matter in terms of the efficacy. So I don't, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to be able to customize the lenses for that particular case. So, whereas a high myopia case, adults or all children, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, because of that, you felt like going mm. through the academy would be a challenge for you and you would catapult yourself in your learning. Is that?
1: Yeah, um... that's right. Yeah, to challenge myself with complex cases and uh, you know no to be, you know, to try to be the best that I can as a practitioner for my patients because mm-hmm. obviously they're coming for this big long journey for IP management. And I want to be able to offer all the options to them and, and do the best, you know, give them the best results. So it's also okay, it's not an easy thing to do, even though there's there's sort of you know, simple ways to going about it. But to get the best results, you need to really invest yourself into in, in the learning of it.
0: Yeah. What what would you say? Um, and 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 I, I I've heard arguments to that, Philip. So that's why mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna push on this just <laughs> to see your perspective on it. Yeah. So there are some companies nowadays who they've done studies with their lens designs. Mm. For example, there's a, a study that's on the smart. It's called the Smart Study. Mm-hmm. And as a recap, uh, there were ten practices. Eight of them had never fit the lens design before. It was the Euclid design. And with the first set of lenses, they were about 85% successful getting the patient treated, not on on myopia management, but from a visual correction to 2025 or better Mm. with the first set of lenses. And Mm -hmm. then the next set of lenses, if they had to go, got them to 90, 96%, Mm -hmm. if they had to change one lens or another. So I think I agree with you in some ways in that as you get deeper into doing this more and more, you want to have your fingers on it and touch the lens design and adjust Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But is there a place for our colleagues who are not as deep in this as you and I Mm -hmm. to have something? Like the new J and J lens, or mm-hmm. the new the Euclid lens, or the Paragons, sure. where mm-hmm. it's fairly simplified. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's still going to make a difference, but mm-hmm. is there a place for those? I just had to push back yeah. on you with that.
1: Look, there is, of course, a place for those, and being, it's, uh, it's better to have um, the wider accessibility to to also cane than not. So, um, and there's an easier way of going about it, and of course, and that's great. I guess we we do sort of have to sort of. See, see the results of these lenses as well. So it's not just about correcting vision, but myopia control. And uh, these lenses is going to be generating as much myopia control benefits as our customer lenses. I guess we don't really have have the answer for that right yep. now, but I guess uh, time will tell.
0: We don't. They didn't finish the complete mm. three years in the study, but in the two years data that they looked at, they showed over fifty percent reduction in the progression of myopia compared mm. to a soft spherical uh, counterpart in there. So I think mm-hmm. there is some some design to it, but could they get from a 50 to a 60 or a 60 to a 70% mm. myopia management, Yeah, which would be really interesting to see is if yep. you could, and I don't know, you would do unilateral eye correction. I don't know <laughs> if you would do that, but a study comparing those of us who do custom designs with mm. either the wave or the eye space, or there's several others versus a Paragon or a Euclid or the the J and J lens, the mm. um, ability lens. I uh, would be curious to see. It would be very the, interesting, off yeah. the rack. You and yep. I should do that study. We should <laughs> <Yeah>. do, <laughs> do that. Study, That's yeah. right. <laughs> um so interesting. So tell us some of the things that you like to play around with when you're designing a lens. Do you have a preferred mm. Uh, oz or a treatment zone that you're targeting yeah, or look, what what are some things that you go for
1: yep yeah, so i like to go for my view control i like to go for a small treatment zone so i like to use a small um, bag of octazone diameter so maybe a 5.2 5.3 5.4 um, because I, I like to get the amount of um, the amount of peripheral plus within the pupil mm-hmm. or as close to the pupil as, as we can um, because that, that tends to maximize our treatment results Um, of course it depends on the patient's pupil size, which, you know, also if they're using atropine, it gives us a bit more leeway as well when the pupils are slightly dilated. Yeah. But of course it also depends on the refraction. Sometimes you can't use a very small treatment zone for a high myopia case, for example, and you just sort of have to make some compromises.
0: So when would you go to a 5.2 or a 5.4? What would be some things that would push you to go smaller or
1: bigger? Sure. So I guess young, yeah, younger kids. You know, We've got a, a low amount of refractive error where we can use a smaller treatment zone and still get the uh, you know, the right amount of central correction. I tend, mm-hmm. tend to go a little bit smaller.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the other changes that you've made recently in your practice that have that have helped make your myopia management program even better in your practice?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, so one of the biggest changes that we made this year was myself delegating some of the roles to our staff members which has really been, I guess, a game changer for our practice. It's um, increased our efficiency, our productivity, improved the patient experience as well. So what happens now is that uh, instead of myself doing all the ortho-K teachers and having done those for the last four or five years, no, it's uh, <laughs> quite repetitive, of course. So now we've got um, four staff members who are taking the, the role of contact lens tuition for the patients, which is uh, fantastic. There are these these staff members actually handpicked by myself from my own patient list so they're actually experienced also k-wearers themselves And of course they are you know, so much experience in wearing the lenses on a day-to-day basis they're probably better than me ex- explaining to the patient exactly what to do and uh you know you know dealing with issues or you know how to do this and the little t- and tips and tricks that they have they picked up over the years of wearing the lenses themselves yeah. Yeah. So
0: how, how old are these uh these employees that you're talking about here?
1: Oh, sure. It um ranges from um 15, the youngest one, um, to I think twenty. Yeah. Huh. So they're they're students. Yeah. And do
0: they just come in and work with you for certain hours of the day and that's when you do yeah, the yep.
1: teaches? Yeah. So we've got about there's four days in the week, um, three or four days in the week where you do um also pay teachers and fits. So that tends to be the 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 back end of the week. Yeah. Oh. So the students they, they come in um, for a few hours at a time. Yeah, and they um and we schedule the appointments according to to their their schedules. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now these these particular four employees that you have, mm. they don't make up the bulk of your employees, right? You also have no. you know opticians and, and, and exactly. We also have the yeah. office and so forth. Exactly. Far.
1: Yeah. Uh but, but they it allows but you the, to the roles kind of up. these four staff are primarily um, contact lens assistants basically mm-hmm. so not just also but of course the soft contact lenses as well um so that's been a really big help yeah we, we've got a dedicated room where the patients can can spend as long as they need to there's no rush for time as well so i'm not having distress in between appointments to try to fit a, an also K lens so they have all the time to go through it you know, with the staff members who are extremely patient and you know being a little bit younger as well they can relate to the younger patients you know really well as well yeah, I love oh, that
0: yeah. idea. I think that is a brilliant idea. Are there uh, are there other things that over the last couple of years you've mm. implemented that has improved things in your practice?
1: Yeah, we've uh, also invested in a lot more equipment and technology here. Um, yeah, so we've got, um, of course, um, the new MyOpie Master um, biometer, which we we used in the pre-testing phase. Now, um, with the staff. Um, helping out. And we've also got the new Optoz, which is really important for my open management for adult patients because the high miles, of course we need to start up screening them for um, pathology with high myopia. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So we
0: let's hmm. talk a little bit about adults and what kind of conversations you have with adults who are 25 to 30 or even mm. older who are progressing in their
1: myopia. And they say, yeah. Philip,
0: what, is there anything you can do? And what do you
1: yep. say to them? Yeah, there's difficult um, conversations, actually, because there's some of them kind of a bit sad. You know, they've come in, they've kind of missed out on this myopia management when they were younger, no one talked about it, wasn't offered, and they've come in mine, at minus six, seven, or eight, and they're now worried about the, the health of their eyes, still getting a little bit worse over time. You know, what can we do? Of course, we try to help them. but Of course, they, we also need to be a little bit more cautious about our, our promises and our you know what we can expect from our treatments because mm-hmm. as we know as we know that um myopia management studies are generally don't include adults right so mm-hmm. eight to 13 year olds generally so we have to extrapolate the data that we know from from the kids and try to apply it to adults, which might not necessarily be the, be the case but of course it's, it's worth a try if they're progressing um you know, we can offer all the k lenses multifocal soft lenses probably not so much atropine or the glasses um you know, and also, we really like the atropine tumor to dilate the pupils, reduces the accommodation. So, you know, most of them are going to be wearing contact lenses anyway. So, ortho K is a great option for them. Yeah. If, so, if the first thing I would, I would say, that, you know, that the ortho K lens is going to be for vision mm-hmm. correction. So, we're going to get rid of your glasses, have the freedom of the ortho K lenses. You know, in the daytime you can see clearly. The myopia control benefits would be more of, of a bonus. So we still have to measure the axial length for to make sure that you know, if this treatment is actually slowing down any further changes of their eye growth. Um, mm-hmm. But I think our expectation is slightly different than, than the kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, just thinking back, there was a study that was published by Kate Gifford, who you know very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was a 12 month ortho case study. And they looked at, um, you know, not, older adults but younger adults 18 to 30 years Mm -hmm. and they found with ortho k they somewhat stabilized the refraction and the Mm -hmm. axial length Yep. um and uh and and there was a similar effect showed by another study in 2016 and, I, you know, I think there's there's still more information that we need to glean from this. Mm. Most of our evidence has been around kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but there just seems to be this, you know, the 22-year-old who now is at university and has first mm. decided to take things seriously. Right? Yes, that's They're right. They're studying yeah. <laughs> for the first time. And they've gone from a one to a two, right? That's yes. a perfect patient yep. to be like, yeah, let's bring you into it. It's yep. that fifty-year-old who's a minus seven, right? What do we What do we do for you? Ortho K mm. maybe not as good of an option mm. for them, but you know, what conversations? Uh, what What kind of conversations do you have with them? Is that a soft multifocal? And yeah, we'll say probably more like a soft there?
1: multifocal. Yeah, you know, it's sort of, like sort of, you know, that sort of age group. We we might be talking about different kind of um, refractive changes, lenticular changes, for example. Probably not axial length, maybe. Yeah. So there could be other factors yeah. at play as well.
0: And that's the benefit of having an axial length instrument, right? Exactly, Still yeah. the, the, the value of that machine keeps coming back time exactly. and time like again. Exactly, like the
1: high myopes, you know, how, how good our refractions, and you know, the vertex distance, all those things matter when it comes to the refractive um, component, right? Yeah. So axial length has exactly what's going on in the eye growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the last thing I wanted to see mm-hmm. how you've how you've changed is in your marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Mouth-to-mouth, like word-to-word, patient-to-patient is obviously mm-hmm. the best way to grow your practice. But are there any external marketing things that you're doing or you've done to try to help spread the word of what you're doing?
1: Sure. I've come. I have to say that this practice doesn't really do a lot of external marketing. The sort of marketing sort of maybe limited to Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, um, because it's so much of it comes from word of mouth. And um, it's about patients having the best experience here. You know, and mm. they know that we've had a lot of experience in ortho-K lenses. We recently fitted um, 1,000 patients here in the clinic for ortho-K. So, yeah, oh, so it's a big milestone that we've achieved. Yeah, yeah. And it's just growing by the week, of course, you know, all the patients basically are like ambassadors for our practice. They go and talk to their friends and their families. You know, there's um, patients that come from all over Melbourne. Some drive maybe two or three hours away, come here. So, yeah. I think the external yeah. marketing side is, is actually very small here. It's a, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I guess you know, if you focus on doing the best that you can for your patients, you don't need a lot of marketing.
0: Yeah. What did you do to celebrate a thousand ortho K patients?
1: <laughs> Was it a, yay now let's yeah yeah work. we celebrated for our staff <laughs> now we made a little image that we've got on our tv screen here you know pictures of little kids um yeah it's it's quite nice yeah
0: it <laughs> is a very cool accomplishment now how long uh did it take you to get to a thousand
1: well it's uh, it's um it took probably about what four or five years but it, the, the growth has been it's not 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 linear you know, in the first yeah. couple of years, you have sort of a slow growth, you know, incremental growth. And then the last couple of years with the lockdowns and then also more awareness of myopia management, that's just kind of skyrocketed. And I guess that's the thing about myopia management that everything's sort of like, um, you know, it just it snowballs over time, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And that's the so, other challenge about managing practice. Yeah. Is that you get more and more patients and they keep coming back and then, you know, you only have a certain amount of time in the day to see them and all the kids want to come in in the afternoons, right? Mm-hmm. So managing deployment appointment book becomes a, a challenge now. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: What What would you say the number of active ortho-K patients are in your practice? So you've fit 1,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How many would you say are still coming in year in and year oh, out?
1: The, the vast majority, yeah, especially mm-hmm. the, the kids because they, they come back on every six months. Um, they're, they're very good with their follow-ups. Adult patients seem to you know, not come back quite as often, um, but no, the, the vast majority. Well, we're still wearing the ortho K lenses. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think that just speaks to the, uh, the 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 way we go about it. I think that's brilliant. Well, mm. I sure appreciate getting to have uh, another you know nearly half hour of your time. I appreciate <laughs> you speaking to us on the myopia
1: podcast. Yeah, thanks very much for having me problem. again. Yeah. It's always a great pleasure having a chat here with you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. likewise. I learned so much for you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Myopia Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. Stay tuned for future episodes, and we'll see you then. This podcast was brought to you by Optometric Insights Media. If you enjoy our content, please leave a five-star review. And don't forget to subscribe for more great episodes.